2: The Dolphins play a 4 o'clock game on Sunday, okay? want to get some Dolphin stuff, and then Adam Beasley will play our game with us. We'll do a big deal, not a big deal with him. Adam Beasley from the Herald is with us in the Orion Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. Uh, Adam, let's start with Preston Williams here. I mean, I guess it's a bummer, obviously, because the the Dolphin fan was getting to watch a, a receiver who it looks like is going to be part of the future for this team, uh, but at the same time, I mean, listen. Uh, the main thing is the main thing, right? The team won a game, and now let's stop doing the winning, right?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, don't go crazy and win two games because you could hurt yourself for the next next decade. But before we get to that, I, I, I want to take a second and talk about Preston because that's real. It really sucks, man. I mean, here's a guy that had all the talent in the world come out of out of high school ran into some issues in college that are pretty well-known, got his act together, and, and although he didn't get drafted, he got a chance to, to become an NFL player and made the most of it. And, yes, I know ACL injuries, there's a good track record of recovery, but it's not guaranteed, and I'll give you an example. Uh, Cordray Tankersley tore his ACL almost a year ago to the day, and they, the Dolphins announced yesterday he's not going to play at all this season. So it's nearly a two-year injury for him. I'm not going to say that's the case for Preston, but you can't say with – you know, 100% certain that he's going to be fine next year. And even if he does play, there's going to be a bit of a rehab process. That what is his contract situation? Oh, he's he's under he's under their rights for another three years. Okay. I mean, uh, as, a, as a rookie free agent, he signed a three-year deal with a fourth-year team option. He'll oh. be an RFA, a restricted free agent, in year four. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But just, just from an on-field standpoint, they now have to think as if he's not going to be a big part of their plans in 2020, which is what the entire idea the season was about, was to find, identify, develop, and, 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 and season these players for the, the future, for when they're going to be good. And they hope to be pretty good next year, and Preston Williams was going to be a big part of that plan. And now he may play next year, but you can't say with certainty. So, so yeah, that, that sucks. But getting back to the broader issue... Yeah, it's, it's, there are 11, 12-point underdogs uh, against Indianapolis this week. I think the number is right because the Colts are a really good team. And um, uh, if you're a Dolphins fan, you, you'd be happy for one win, but you don't wish for two because two could get you into real trouble. Cincinnati's a dumpster fire. The Jets are a dumpster fire. The Falcons are no good. Two wins might be what it takes uh, to get the number one pick in the draft. And if you tie with another team at two wins, there's no guarantee you'll pick number one.
2: Do you think, you know, the team's getting good production, good value, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker's a good value right now as well. Is the team regretting the Jakeem Grant uh, contract this offseason? That's a
1: great question. I mean, I think you look at the three contracts they handed out, the three extensions they handed out uh, this year, Xavier Howard, uh, Jesse Davis, and Jakeem Grant, none have lived up to that contract yet. I mean, injuries have hurt all three of them. But still, it's it's not, a, it's not a great look for their you know, their long-term planning when the three guys they go out and extend aren't giving them any return on those dollars. So I think the way that Grant's contract is structured, he's owed very little money guaranteed next year. So if he doesn't play better over the next eight weeks, there's a chance he's not here next year. So, yeah, they gave him more money this year, but long-term it wouldn't hurt them for moving on.
2: The, uh, the head coach, okay, through, through nine weeks now of this season – can we give a, a decent evaluation on Brian Flores as a first-year head coach?
1: Yes, I think you can. Uh, I don't think you can give a great one, but you have an idea that, that the players play hard for him, that they're well-coached, that their limitations are talent-based. It's I mean, aside from making you know dumb third- and 20 calls, which I still can't get my head around, but there have been moments where you scratch your head, but by and large, the fact that they were competitive with Pittsburgh, which has a really good defense on the road in prime time, the fact that it came down to a play or two, it says so much about this team because we forget how bad they are talent-wise. And I don't think we've ever seen a roster constructed the way it is right now. Think about this. Over the course of the last two weeks, they have lost Kenyon Drake. Again, that was a trade. It wasn't like they got hurt or something, but they've lost Kenyon Drake. They've lost Xavier Howard. They've lost Mark Walton. I mean, player after player go down. They have lost Preston Williams. Starters, really good players for them, are gone, and that's coming from a pretty low baseline of talent to begin with. Going into the season, they were talent deficient. So, I think the team that you see on Sunday, the starting lineup you see on Sunday in Annapolis, might have four or five legit NFL starters on it, and the rest of them are just filling guys that may not be in the league next year.
2: What what's what's the what's the thought process with Josh Rosen right about now? Because It certainly does not look like he's going to be the starter for this team again anytime soon, and it wasn't that long ago that we were hearing reports where Josh Rosen is definitely on the team next year to compete with whoever they wind up drafting at the top of the draft. Well, he's definitely going to go to camp with them.
1: There's no reason. He's got very little trade value at this point because he's been bad both in Arizona and in Miami, so a team who's going to trade for him might give up a a third-day pick. At that point, what's the point? Just just stick with the guy. Maybe you can develop him. Have an entire off season with him. At the very least, you want him to be a quality backup. That whoever your starter is next year, to Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, whichever guy they draft to be their starter week one, um, the things won't all completely go to hell if he gets hurt or if he's not ready to start the season and all that. Um, right now, I don't have a ton of confidence that that he'll be that that ready. I mean, he's looked so bad and uh, you can make excuses and say the line isn't great and the, the, you know, the receivers are dropping passes. Brian Fitzpatrick has all those same setbacks. Right? All, all those deficiencies that Rosen had to deal with, Fitzpatrick's dealing with, and he, and he looks good. So I think a quality of quarterback certainly can be hurt by the things around him, but he can overcome them too, and Rosen has shown no ability to overcome them, which is, which is bad, man. I mean, he was a number 10 pick in the draft, for a reason he was the number one recruit come out of high school for a reason he's got all kinds of physical talent but i think from the neck up he just hasn't gotten it he doesn't react fast enough um you know the, the idea that he mopes a little bit the body language i think that's still the case he's been a good citizen in that locker room but he hasn't been a leader and i think there's a difference i think that's you see players play with josh rosen players play for ryan fitzpatrick and that's the reason he's the starter, and that's the reason they're going out there and putting their bodies on the line. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know where Rosen's career goes from here. I, I think we've discussed this actually on your airways before. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's done in a few years from football if it doesn't pan out here or somewhere else as a starter. And, and I don't think he wants to be a career backup, but as long as he's under contract with the Dolphins, he's only making like $2 million a year. He's one of the best values, even as a number three, you'll have in the NFL – the Dolphins gave up a second-round pick for him. They're just not going to give up on him completely after, after a handful of bad starts. I think if things go sideways the rest of the year, if they lose three, four, five in a row, you'll see Rosen again um, if Fitzpatrick struggles and all that. But if, if they continue on this trajectory, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to lose that job because he has the locker room, he has the trust of the coach, and he's playing pretty well.
2: All right, let's play our game with Adam Beasley from the Herald. Let's do big deal, not a big deal. Come on, let's do it. Amber, explain to Adam how this goes in case he's really nervous right now. You are not be nervous. Be nervous. <laughs> no, no reason to be nervous,
0: Adam. So I will give you some topics. Some will be sports. Some will be non-sports. Uh, no Dolphins topics today, so sorry about that. But I will give you topics around the world of sports. You tell me if they're a big deal or not a big deal and why. Okay. It's very easy. Got so, it. A sports book is refunding bettors who placed bets on Mitchell Trubisky becoming the MVP. So good news for people who got suckered into placing a bet that Trubisky will win NFL MVP points bet sportsbook. They are giving their money back. Big deal or not a big deal?
1: Uh, it's a big deal. Why would the sportsbook do
0: that? Out of the goodness of their hearts, apparently. What? Why are they doing that? I don't uh, know. Th- They've decided are, I mean, to refund everybody.
1: If you... <laughs> You are dumb enough to think Mitchell Trubisky, who's not as good as Tannehill, is going to win the league MVP. uh, You don't deserve to have money in your bank account. That is a big deal, and it's silly.
0: There is a new sports show coming out on CBS that CBS is doing in conjunction with James Corden. It's going to be hosted by Keegan-Michael Kay, and Venus Williams and Gronk are going to be on it. Big deal or not a big deal? It's a game show. Uh,
1: I, I will watch that show. Uh, you, you just had to say Gronk, and I'd tune in. But that uh, that cast of characters, uh, I'm in. Big deal.
0: Will Smith he put his colonoscopy on Instagram. Big <laughs> deal or not a big deal?
1: Not a big deal. Something I don't want to see. And to be honest, I wish I didn't hear.
0: So there's a new study out that took a uh, a survey of people to find out what secrets, what they, what dishes at Thanksgiving they secretly hate and they found out that most people secretly hate canned cranberry sauce with green bean, green bean casserole being a close second, sweet potato casserole being third, and then what? pumpkin pie being fourth, and turkey itself being fifth. Is that a big deal or not a big deal?
1: Uh, did, they, did they just hate America? I, That's I, a big right? deal. I mean, come on. Uh, before, I'm with you, by the way. The uh, sweet potato casserole is disgusting. I was force-fed that as a child by my mother, and I still have emotional baggage over it. That stuff is gross. Anyone who puts that on their table at at Christmas or Thanksgiving, not my friend. And we have a a rule in my house that if it's there, it's going to the dog because it's not being eaten by me.
0: Chinese bosses wash their employees' feet in order to thank them for their hard work. Is that a big deal or not a big deal?
1: Uh, Not a big deal. That's kind of like the, the culture there, right?
0: As apparently so. Apparently that shows I don't know respect. it. I mean, would you would you appreciate if your bosses at the Miami Herald washed your feet when you came out with like a really good article?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it would be a, a, a soothing. It would be relaxing. Be invigorating. Would be. Uh, I'd rather have more money in my bank account though.
0: <laughs> Jim Harbaugh he says he has a plan to expand the college football playoffs to eleven teams. Is that a big deal or not a big deal?
1: A big deal because eleven. Who's getting the buy?
0: It's a very complicated. I, mean, I don't even want to – I could run through it with you right now, but it's, like, super complicated. He keeps the bowl games. It's a kind of a ridiculous system, honestly.
1: Uh, and I'm sure Michigan gets, gets a spot in that 11 every year as part of, of that, that plan,
0: right? Of course. Joe Burrow, he is now the Heisman frontrunner. Of course, he takes on Tua – uh, well, we think. We don't fully know because i don't not sure we fully know whether he's playing on Saturday. But, of course, he takes on Alabama this weekend. Big deal or not a big deal?
2: The
1: biggest deal. This is the biggest game of the season not my biggest game of the season. It might be the most important game of the draft. Uh, I know there's a lot of Tua hype. Uh, Joe Burrow stars rising. If he can go into Tuscaloosa, light up that Alabama defense, which has like 15 NFL players on it, he has a real shot at being the number one pick in the draft. This is the biggest deal.
0: And finally, earlier in the show, we had a very strange discussion where we found out that Zaslow has a, uh, def, uh, an affinity against the show Temptation Island. Are you familiar with the reality show Temptation Island, Bees? Uh,
1: I know the premise. I've never seen it.
0: Okay, well, Zazlo thinks that show is vomit. Is that a oh, big deal I mean, or not a big deal?
1: It's a it, it big, big deal because it speaks to our cultural rots as a society, and I'm sure I would love it if I watched it.
0: Terrible. And that is Shame big deal, you. not a big deal. Well done.
2: All right, you were excellent at our game, Adam. Good job, man. Thanks a lot.